On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to The Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex P. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Thursday, December 2nd, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and Jimmy Murphy momentarily uh, with you today, ready to break down the Thursday NHL card. And it is a, a goaltending carousel, if you will, hot headlining the card today in multiple games with multiple teams, St. Louis, Columbus, uh, you know, multiple teams being affected uh, today with a goaltending situation. So uh, keeping our, our eyes open. Uh, and definitely uh, and keep, keeping us uh, apprised of everything has been uh, difficult. But uh, definitely we will keep you up to date on what's going on. St. Louis as well uh, with goaltending. It, uh, we mentioned with Columbus, those are the two teams in particular. But we will go through them all. Uh, lots to break down here on this uh, Thursday card. Just briefly on last night, it is a big card, so we won't spend too much on last night. But the two headline games, very impressive performance for the Leafs who got an early Christmas gift last night, the gift of Jonas Johansson uh, in net, uh, unexpectedly for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. A nice early Christmas present for the Leafs. And they unwrapped that present, uh, and they had fun with it last night, for sure. Uh, not a good night for Johansson, and the Leaf team is just finding their offense again. And you combine that with what they've done defensively and with their goaltending, it's been impressive. Austin Matthews, the hat trick, may never see that mustache at his back again. Uh, with that uh, hat trick he scored last night uh, with the uh, Leafs in that uh, route over the Colorado Avalanche. Just a very impressive win for a red-hot Leafs team. And then in the nightcap, a very impressive win for the Edmonton Oilers last night uh, over the Pittsburgh Penguins. And Pittsburgh not finding the same success on this road trip so far that they had on their previous one. And uh, Zach Hyman nearly had a hat trick, but had one of those goals called back. But a great night from him. Uh, great job by in-game adjustments with by um, the head coach of the Oilers, Dave Tippett. You know, he moved Zach Cassian down in the lineup. He moved Kaylor Yamamoto up uh, into the top six. And sure enough, Yamamoto scores a key goal to get that third period going for Edmonton, where they really took control of the game. Quiet night for Connor, but he did get the empty netter uh, late in the game uh, to uh, put it away for the Oilers in that one. A wild game between the Golden Knights and Ducks. I didn't think Anaheim would get involved in that kind of crazy back-and-forth affair two nights in a row like they did against L.A., and it happened again. And once again, they were on the victorious side of it, 6-5 to five last night uh, over the Vegas Golden Knights, a uh, up-and-down, back-and-forth uh, matchup between the Golden Knights and the Ducks. I'm telling you what, and we've said this about Anaheim, they can skate. They've got young players with offensive upside and ability. They can now trade goals with other teams much more than they have been able to do in years past. So that is a sign for hope and optimism for sure 
when it comes to the Anaheim Ducks uh, moving forward. Uh, Alex, we'll get some thoughts from you on uh, what we saw last night. Yeah, I was happy to see that that Oilers result. Actually, one of the probably bad beats of the night, not necessarily from a betting aspect, but just from a player aspect, was Zach Hyman not getting the hat trick. That uh, third goal he scored was called back due to an offsides call. So all the hats that people threw out there, they had to just go pick them up at the lost and found later. Uh, and then, you know, you mentioned McDavid getting the goal. He was trying to get his fifth assist of the night uh, to pass it to Hyman. He couldn't. He just realized, oh, I got to chip it into the empty net. So uh, that was a good game for me. I had Oilers money line. Also, I had Oilers to score uh, that last goal because I knew they were going to be trying to gun for Hyman to get that, that goal after he had it waved off. So that was a really big cash for me. Made up for the fact that I lost the first period over in Vegas, Anaheim, despite 11 goals being scored in the last 40 minutes of play, nothing <laughs> happening in the first 20. You hate that's to see frustrating. That, yeah. that is really frustrating, honestly. But uh, interesting games, and like you mentioned, you know the the issue in Colorado. Jonas Johansson had to start because Darcy Kemper got hurt. Uh, they had a call up, or actually emergency call up, another goalie from the University of Toronto, which and I don't know anything about college hockey up north, but is is this like a good program? Because I've there was one goalie who was called up from U of T to the Maple Leafs early in the year. And now, you know, Colorado, is there a reason for that particular school or is it just location? Yeah, you know what? He is, it's just location was part of it for sure. Uh, is, and that's why they did someone close by in the Toronto area. And now to uh, the Colorado. Yeah, that was the, I was trying to think who was the other team with goalie issues. St. Louis, Columbus, Colorado was that other team with Kemper getting hurt. They had to call an emergency uh, goalie uh, to back up. Uh, Johansson last night. Kemper's out again, and Francois is still on IR. So we're looking at either Jonas Johansson on the second of back-to-backs tonight, or we're going to look at uh, Eustace Ananen, uh, who has been called up 21 years of age from the AHL team, and he would be your other option uh, here tonight. Uh, and we might see him start in this game, Eustace Ananen, uh for Colorado. So keep an eye on that. I'm trying to see what his numbers uh, have been prior to this. Uh, They're good in the AHL. He's yeah. actually five one and two uh, in the, this last month in the AHL with a one point eight three goals against. He got AHL goalie of the month uh, for November, so he's pretty decent. Been pretty good. You know, it's one of those guys you maybe not knee jerk bet the uh, Montreal side or bet the over just because he's in net. If that's the case, and it's on and but it has not been confirmed. Uh, and there's not even any projections. Nobody uh, to hundred uh, percent confirmed. Sometimes on sites you see. They're likely to be in net, but we don't even have that yet with Colorado. So we may not know who's starting for them tonight uh, until uh, puck drop. But, uh, yeah, impressive win by the Leafs, and you're right. Kemper being out really hurt because he's uh, still by far their best goalie and facing a Leaf team that's really starting to get their offense rolling, and they just overwhelmed uh, Jonas Johansson last night and that Avalanche team. Very impressive fashion uh jimmy uh, is with us now jimmy murphy uh welcome in uh, and by the way it's silly of me for saying connor mcdavid had a quiet night of course he had the i'm talking goal scoring wise he had a quiet night but definitely points uh he was factored in on the majority of the edmonton goals last night in that victory against pittsburgh uh, we welcome in jimmy murphy jimmy what did you think of some of the games on wednesday night well look i i was, it was not a good night for me i mean i think i was at best 500 a little under it but uh, you look at the Flyers. I, I just thought, you know, this is it. They're going to show up. MSG, a big game. GM's on a trip. That didn't happen. So keep an eye on that team right now as we go forward. There could be some changes coming shortly. Uh, as for the other games, uh, you know, look, I, I kind of was with you, Ian. I, I looked at that Edmonton game, and I said, if I'm going to pick a side, I, I see, you know, Pittsburgh giving them battle here. I think I called a draw, so I thought it was going to be a lot closer than that. Uh, I was surprised, but – 
This is a different Edmonton team, and this is why they're winning. This is why they are where they are. They're not relying just on Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl. They're not relying on finesse and skill. They, they've got grit now, and obviously a guy who got those goals last night, who was a big factor, probably their best player, defines the word grit, and that's Zach Hyman. So uh, really impressive win by them. Uh, and then looking around the league, you know, guys, I, I'll tell you, night to night, I'm surprised by everything. I, I, it's been one of those seasons. I don't know about you guys, but there's there's just been a lot of stuff in it. And it's, I mean, I'm just thinking the team I'm covering right now. So many different things happen so fast. And when I watch the games every night, I'm seeing something maybe I didn't see the night before that I'm learning about a team. So it's been a roller coaster, and we're trying to keep up with it. And uh, I hope our viewers here can stay with us. And we're going to have to keep everybody up to date. We're going to go through this Thursday card. A lot of goaltending situations that we're going to discuss, starting with this first game here on the Thursday card, St. Louis Blues, Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay minus 155 to minus 160 home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, Billy Huso is confirmed in net. Of course, Jordan Bennington, the news for him. Uh, he's tested positive uh, for COVID-19. And he will be out of action for the Blues for at least the next four games. So it's going to be Vili Huso time uh, for the foreseeable future right now for the St. Louis Blues starting tonight uh, with this game against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. And when you look at the numbers here for Huso on the year, he started out extremely strong. And still he's played pretty well overall, but uh, a little bit uh, back down to earth in his last couple starts against Detroit. Uh, he gave up three goals uh, in that start and then against Columbus, three goals as well. Uh, in those two games, and he was starting off the season very well for the uh, Blues, but you just wonder if he's going to maybe regress back to the goal he was last year, and obviously Huso had struggles for the uh, Blues. Blues coming back to beat Tampa Bay uh, in, when these teams met just a couple nights ago in St. Louis, 3 nothing after the first period for Tampa, uh, but the Blues storm back, and they end up winning that game 4-3. Uh, to three. I certainly lean toward the Tampa Bay side here. Uh, I would probably look at them in regulation. Uh, in this game, there's three bets I'll probably make, you know, spread them out evenly in terms of the amount across all three. But Tampa in regulation here, uh, I do like that close to even money. Tampa Bay team total, uh, I'll go with that as well. Over three and a half at plus 135. It's a really good price on that. I think there's a good chance they get to four goals here tonight against Huso uh, and the Blues. It's also worth noting, too, that, you know, on the road, we've seen uh, St. Louis cough up some goals lately as well. So keep that in mind. They gave up uh, four to Dallas. They gave up four to Detroit, of course. And so, you know, we've seen them give up some goals. They only gave up three in the last two, but I think there's a good chance here for Tampa Bay to get to four goals uh, in this one. It certainly would lean full game over as well. It's probably the one I like the least. I think I focus more on the Tampa Bay side of things tonight. A good spot, bounce back time for them at home. Uh, Tampa in regulation, and I like that Tampa team total over three and a half, especially in a smaller stance on the over five and a half in this game. Alex, what do you think here? Blues lightning. Yeah, I have to keep it simple. I like the first period over just like I did the other night. Like I said, now with, with uh, Houston and Ned, and if, if he goes down, I'm sure you mentioned it when I got knocked off, but uh, they got a beer league goalie by the name of, I can't remember what it was. Let's see. Oh, yeah, Kyle Conan guy who I guess plays in a beer league that's at the same rink at the where they practice. Uh, so things can get out of hand. So I'm also going with that team total over three and a half with, with Tampa Bay because if Huso's not on point and then they got to throw this guy in the net, we could see Tampa Bay probably repeat what Colorado did to Toronto last night. 
Yeah, exactly. Or the guys, don't don't forget what's his name that came in and stoned Toronto for Carolina. David Ayers, yeah. yeah or the yeah. Or Scott, these or, guys out ever since yeah. then. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> or, or Scott Foster coming in at the end of the yeah. third period for the Hawks a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah so that's yeah. right. Maybe Katie Bar the Door Hockey uh, comes out for the St. Louis. Maybe Kenny Lemieux. Yeah, if uh, Billy Husson gets injured <laughs> and they have to put Kyle Cohen. right fucking now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, uh, that, that could, that's definitely something to keep an eye on. If they see Conan in net, you might see them really tighten it up because that's really what Carolina did with that emergency goalie situation against Toronto uh, a year or two ago. Uh, once he came in, they just played really tight to the vest uh, hockey in front of their own net in their own zone. So maybe you would see that here uh, for this one uh, tonight if, that's if we see him, which is still a big if. It's going to take something happening to Huso uh, during the game for that to happen. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Blues and Lightning. Yeah, I'm all over the Blues. Here. I mean, excuse me, the Lightning here because of what the Blues did before. And look, this is, the Lightning, that's fresh in their mind, and they're, they're going to come back. And, you know, like you guys are saying, the uncertain goaltending situation right now, Lightning back home. So give me the Lightning right off the bat here, a Jimmy Puck line for you. Let's go right to it. All right, there we go. Jimmy Puck line minus one and a half plus 160 for uh, Jimmy with Tampa Bay. And uh, that's Ottawa, rail, just so you know. Yeah, there you go. Of course. <laughs> yeah, no. but, hey, it's, you're welcome to drink booze on this show. We love it. We, uh, we, well, we, uh, we'll always endorse it. I just try not to when I got to do a million shows. I'm drinking ginger ale because I had too much booze last night. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> I get you. <laughs> yeah. 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 White man. White yep. man. <laughs> Ottawa, Carolina. We've got Carolina minus 330 home favorite, six the total. Yeah, I could only look Carolina here, but Carolina's slumping. I mean, they've lost uh, four of their last five. They've done a lot of traveling lately. You know, they were in LA, they were in Anaheim, Vegas. Uh, yeah, Vegas, Anaheim, LA, San Jose, Seattle, Philly. They went back home to play Washington, back on the road at, against Dallas, now back home. That's a lot of travel. That's a lot of travel and a lot of games in a shorter period of time. Now you're laying three minus three twenty. You know it's not exactly a value spot. Even the puck line is minus one forty uh, here with Carolina. All that being said, it's hard to back Ottawa right now. Almost impossible for me to back the Senators team. They have not won since they returned from their COVID pause. Zero and five since returning from their COVID pause. Losing to Colorado, San Jose, Anaheim, L.A., uh, and Vancouver last night, six to two uh, defeat to the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, you know, the defense and the goaltending has been brutal for Ottawa since they returned. They've given up at least four goals in every game. And in this five-game stretch, the Ottawa Senators have given up 27 goals uh, in the last five games. Just not good at all. I'm seeing it too easy to move the puck up and down the ice against them. Defensemen looking like pylons, forwards not back-checking. I mean, that JT Miller goal, you need to get you need to give your head a shake, everybody on the ice for that Ottawa team on that goal. No effort, piss poor defense, you know, just let him walk through uh, the entire Ottawa blue line uh, and get right to the net and score that goal. That's the kind of goal when you give up one of those goals, and they said it on television last night, it's a red flag. It's like, where's the effort? Where's the compete level? Where's someone just knocking someone down, standing up at the blue line, making sure you don't let JT Miller make that kind of move uh, toward the front of the net? It was just nowhere to be found from Ottawa, so... You know, they're just in a really bad way right now. You got to think, even with Carolina's recent struggles, you know, and even with um, the injuries that they have on the blue line. And we mentioned it the other day, they've got, you know, a few starting defensemen out, three, in fact, D'Angelo, Ethan Bear, and, and Brett Pesci. You know, three of their six starting defensemen out. And I don't think they're getting either any of those guys back tonight. So 
I would absolutely lean a little bit to the over here. Ottawa's been an over machine because they can't keep the puck out of their own net. You got to think Carolina can find the back of the net. Uh, and with the Carolina defense a little bit shorthanded with those three guys out, uh, maybe there's a chance Ottawa can at least find a, at least a couple of goals in this game. So the over is going to be the bet for me in this game. Uh, I could only take Carolina from a side perspective, but again, you're not getting great value here. And they have done a lot of travel. And like I said, Tony D'Angelo, Brett Pesci, Ethan Bear, that's three of your six defensemen out tonight. So that's why I prefer the over rather than the Carolina side, uh, even though I want no part of Ottawa at the moment. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Ottawa, Carolina. Yeah, that's the only thing I would be looking at. It's probably going to be a pass for me. There's other spots I like more on this card, but if I had to play anything, it would be over six. Like I said, Ottawa's doing a horrible job defensively. And then with Carolina, that and that travel, those weird travel spots that they've been in, uh, you know, they they might be due for another game where they you know get fatigued and give in four goals. They still could win the game. They have the offense to to keep up with it. But uh, we could see. I think we're going to see a lot of goals there. That certainly appears like it could, especially if. Uh, recent uh, hist- recent form with Ottawa has anything to do with it because, I mean, it's just been non-existent, uh, the defensive game and the goaltending lately. And they've, they're in a, they've got a problem right now. They put Matt Murray on waivers because he's injured all the time. And when he is in there, he's not consistent enough. And I've seen nothing good out of Philip Gustafson or Anton Forsberg lately for the Ottawa Senators. So uh, there's some soul-searching going on for Pierre Dorian and, evalu- and some real hard truths I think are being revealed about his team's goaltending right now, that it's it's bottom tier uh, right now in the NHL, the Senators from a goaltending standpoint. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here, Sens and Hurricanes? Well, what I can tell you just uh, further on the Senators there before I give you my picks is I, I have been in touch with some Senators sources, and I'll tell you right now, there could be a trade coming very shortly with the Ottawa Senators. I know they're poking around on Jake DeBrusque, um, a few other players there, they're looking at defensemen. So they're trying to address that situation promptly. Um, but this is, you know, we shouldn't be too upset with the centers. Cause we kind of, I think a lot of people, including myself, I, I, I hyped them up coming into the season. I said, they'd make the playoffs and, you know, maybe I overlooked it. It's a, it's a growing process. It, it, there's a lot of bumps in the road and we're seeing those bumps right now. But as far as my picks go, I'm all over that first period over and I'm all over the uh, total over as well. All right, first period, full game over here. Both of them for uh, Jimmy uh, in this one. Michael, you're right. Uh, that's a great bet. I think I'll probably bet that. Carolina, the combo, like we did with uh, Minnesota uh, the other night. Uh, that definitely makes a lot of sense to me, uh, that combo bet. At plus 110 as well. Carolina to win and over 5.5, plus 110. That's good because then I don't have to worry about you know winning by margin for Carolina because I do think they'll win this game. Here, but uh, and the game obviously, I think, has a really good chance to be over five and a half. Hell, the total is six uh, right now uh, for this game between Ottawa and and, uh, Carolina. So that's a good bet, Michael. uh, Well done. That's probably a bet I'll be looking at as well. Carolina to win and over five and a half plus 110, much like I uh, did that with Minnesota in the game against Arizona uh, a few nights ago. All right, next up, we got Chicago and Washington. Washington minus 200, home favorites, six the total. Uh, in this game, uh, we'll see how it goes. The Blackhawks, uh, you know, you got to give uh, the Blackhawks credit for the most part. You know, since the uh, coaching change, it's been a solid run for them. Six and three uh, under Derek King. Uh, they did lose to San Jose, got shut out 2 nothing though, uh, in their last game. And uh, like I said, on home ice especially, this has been an under machine. On the road, not quite as much, but you can still tell this team's trying to play some better defensive hockey. This is one over that I'm not in love with tonight. 
You know, I do think there's going to be some games that we see goals, and we saw certainly a lot of them last night, but not so sure here. I mean, Washington's not going to be happy defensively with coughing up the, the lead against Florida the other night. 4-1, they end up losing 5-4. You got to think they're really going to try to pay better attention uh, to the defensive end of the ice. Uh, you know, and uh, Peter Laviolette said, we have nobody to blame. You know, we stopped playing. Uh, you know, we didn't punch back. You know, we broke down defensively. So you'd think there's going to be an onus uh, on Washington to play better defensively and buckle up here in this game. On the flip side, we know Chicago's at least shown you a little bit more better team defense throughout the uh, team goaltending out uh, since the uh, coaching change. And they've trended under uh, as well. Uh, I mentioned how they're six and three. Uh, in nine games from a win-loss standpoint since the coaching change. They're also 6-3 and three to the under in nine games since the uh, coaching change. So I would actually lean under here with the uh, Blackhawks and the Capitals. Not going to bet a side because I certainly think Washington's treating this game with the utmost uh, seriousness after the uh, debacle against Florida in the third period last night. But again, Chicago has been uh, a team that's been in a lot of games and can much better just with their team games since the coaching change. So pass on the side with just a small lean to the under. Alex, Chicago, Washington. Yeah, this is actually a spot I'm going to be looking to bet with Chicago first period money line and then look to try to come back and get an adjusted price for Washington full game. I could see where, you know, look at the th last three games for Washington. They played Florida twice, Carolina once. Those are, you know, tough games against division opponents. Now they, you know, play a Hawks team that, of course, you know, they're underachieving on the season. They could maybe be a little bit of a letdown early, and then all of a sudden the Beast wakes up in the second period and they take over from there. They've won eight straight at home against Chicago. Uh, this is just one of those buildings where the Hawks, between there and, and Philadelphia, they just haven't played well over the last several years. So uh, that's the way I'm going to go. I'm going to go plus 150 with the Hawks the first period on the money line, and then I'm definitely going to be looking to take a better price adjusted live if that cashes with the Capitals. Capitals seven and one off a loss this year, by the way. So, uh, very good record for the uh, Capitals off a defeat, and uh, we'll see if they can uh, maintain that uh, record tonight. Again, seven and one Washington Capitals off a loss uh, this year. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think, Blackhawks Capitals? Another Jimmy puck line here, folks. Uh, just the Capitals, like you said, they're going to have a little burning feeling in their stomach after blowing that lead in Florida, and they're going to want to redeem themselves. And they've been, a, they've done, like you said, they've done a good job of that. They're well coached. I think Peter Laviolette needs to start being in the conversation for the uh, Jack Adams trophy with the job he's done there. Because let's face it, besides Alexander Ovechkin, what else has he had? And I know that guy can carry a team, but at the same time, the Capitals didn't win the cup three years ago just because of him. They won it because they're a team. They won it because they had their depth. And he's making the best out of a, a really crummy situation with the injuries he's faced there. So I see them rebounded tonight. Give me the Jimmy Puck line. All right, that's plus 120 uh, with that for the uh, uh, Washington Capitals on the uh, puck line over the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. That makes sense to me uh, looking at that uh, from a uh, betting uh, standpoint is the puck line minus one and a half. Uh, we hate to say this, but Alex B. Smith has had to leave uh, us for uh, the show, rest of the show. He's uh, feeling a little under the weather. His connection's also been up and down throughout the uh, course of the show. Yeah, I didn't know if that uh, was me well. or not. No, that was Alex. Alex has okay. had some connection issues. Actually, before we started the show today, his uh, internet was going in and out uh, and uh, showing up that way on the stream. So not Alex's day in terms of internet connection yeah. or obviously he's feeling a little under the weather. So Alex, uh, we'll see you again. Hopefully he'll be back, I believe, on Sunday is what he yeah. told me he's going to be with uh, us again. So Alex, uh, we'll have you back, obviously, hopefully on Sunday uh, on the ice, guys. So Jimmy and I from here on out, let's move on to Colorado uh, and Montreal. We've got uh, Colorado. 
uh, minus 180, uh, road favorite, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Boy, has it been a while since we've seen six and a half totals, or not a while, but we haven't seen as many of them uh, this season. Well, uh, there's probably a reason you're going to see that tonight in this game. Colorado is just uh, offensively, uh, they're just an absolute machine right now. Now, last night they they lost eight three, but they still scored three goals on a, you know on a night they didn't play well. And again, we talk about this you know ongoing situation here where the one of the best players on the team returns to the lineup from an absence, and the team doesn't win that first game. It's been ridiculous how many times we have seen that this year. Crosby with Pittsburgh. Jack Hughes with New Jersey just earlier this week uh, against San Jose. Uh, and last night with Colorado and Nathan McKinnon's return. They just, everything's out of sync, a little out of sorts. And, and then they don't play well and they lose. And that's what happened last night. And certainly it didn't help Colorado that Darcy Kemper, a late scratch due to injury, and Jonas Johansson. And Jonas Johansson's just, he is what he is. He's a below average backup goalie. He's not going to be a guy you count on to beat good teams. And he got lit up like a proverbial December Christmas tree uh, last night uh, in that game by the Leafs, eight to three. So uh, definitely trouble and concerns in net because Kemper's out. Francois is still not coming back anytime soon for Colorado. So you're either going to have to roll with Jonas Johansson on the second night of back to back back to back games tonight here in Montreal, or you got to roll with who just got called up from the AHL, uh, Eustace Onanen uh, for the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, he's been called up to this game. Uh, you know, he's a guy that's uh, actually got very good numbers uh, in the AHL this year. So uh, keep an eye. He might be someone that's capable tonight if he gets the start, which we don't know yet. It's not confirmed. They're not even pointing one way or the other yet who it's going to be between Johansson or Onanen. But there is a chance it's going to be uh, the AHL call up tonight uh, in net for Colorado. I think the way I would go in this game is that if it's Onanen in net and seeing that his numbers are not just good, but actually really good. Uh, in the AHL, I think I would take Colorado in regulation if it's him, because I do think they'll bounce back. And even with uh, Johansson, you know they'll play a lot better. They're obviously not very happy with losing 8-3 last night to the Leafs. Just a debacle for them uh, in that game. I'd expect a much better game. I would certainly gravitate toward Colorado in regulation, minus 120 uh, in this game um, against Montreal if it's on and in. If it's Johansson, I'm just going to probably go with the over. Uh, in this game and Colorado's been an over machine lately. Uh, you look at their recent games, just eight, eight, one and one to the over in their last 10 games. Uh, the Colorado avalanche, uh, the Montreal Canadians have actually trended over four and two in their last six games. Uh, you know, their defense, I don't trust uh, to shut down this uh, Colorado team. Uh, by the way, the avalanche six and oh in their last six games on the second of back-to-back games. So this has been another team that has been able to play well, on the second night of back-to-back games. Normally, we think of that as a bet against spot, but Colorado, six straight wins for them on the second night of back-to-back games. So the way I'm approaching it right now is if it's on and in and net, I'm probably like the Colorado in regulation bet more. If it's Johansson again for the second straight night, I probably like over six and a half more. And we talk about those combo bets, Colorado to win and over five and a half. That's certainly something I like. Uh, you know, and I got to start looking at these combo bets a lot more in games like this, a bigger favorite, you know, uh, you, you get the total at, you know, five and a half in this case, instead of uh, six and a half, uh, it ends up being a pretty solid uh, betting opportunity. Uh, so we'll see if I can find that one here, usually pinnacle and some other books have those, but uh, that definitely uh, appeals to me right now. 
uh, maybe his abs and over. Yeah, there it is for Michael. Michael has always got the 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 a combo bet uh, prices for me, so I don't have to look them up, and I appreciate that immensely, Michael. Thank you. Uh, Colorado to win and over five and a half plus one forty. That's that's really good price. I I think that one definitely has great potential to be a winner. Uh, plus one forty on Colorado to win and over five and a half goals tonight against Montreal. So all of the above, the Colorado and regulation, the full game over. Colorado and over five and a half plus 140. They're all on the table. And really, which one I like more is going to be dependent on who is in net tonight uh, for the Avalanche in this game. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Colorado, Montreal. Uh, this is going to be a game I'm going to look at live, Ian. Um, I, I mean, I agree with a lot of what you're saying there. I'm just a little worried about, it, you know, they, they got in late to Montreal last night. Uh, things did not go well. So I, it, you know, I want to see how they react in the first period and go from there. Um, but I do see a lot of goals in this game either way, no matter who starts in in goal for the Avalanche or the Canadians. I don't think it matters. I, I think this is going to kind of be a free-for-all type game. So if I was going to lean towards something pregame, it would be the over. But right now I'm going to take it as one of those. I, I sit and wait and see how it unravels. All right. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, definitely one of those games. Wait for all the, you know, wait to see who's in net for Colorado. See how the game starts. You know, you are talking about a second night of back-to-back uh, games for Colorado, so we'll see uh, how it goes with them against Montreal tonight. But certainly Montreal, as if things can't get any worse for them, you know, they have a you know they have a loss to Vancouver the other night. They still can't win uh, two games in a row to save their lives, this Montreal team. You know, just a dismal season. Their overall record now is 6-18. and 18. Now to make matters worse, they got to play an angry, pissed-off Colorado team uh, looking to make amends for a, a rough game last night. Uh, in Toronto. All right, uh, Buffalo and Florida. We've got Florida minus 280 home favorites, uh, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, definitely for the Panthers, you know, after that comeback win, 5-4 over Washington, thrilling win, a uh, four-goal uh, onslaught uh, in the third period to come back and win that hockey game against the uh, Washington Capitals uh, a couple of nights ago. Just on in theory, it's not exactly a prime spot here for Florida. A huge comeback win like that against a, a divisional team and a good team, you're up for that, a game of that magnitude. And now you're going to come back here and face the uh, Buffalo Sabres, you know, and, you know, are, is the focus going to be there uh, for this Florida team? And it's a Florida team that, you know, managed to actually still play good hockey, win games uh, with the uh, likes of Barkov and Anthony Duclair and now Gustav Forsling uh, on uh, the injured list, Nudavara as well, a couple key starting defensemen out. And, of course, uh, Duclair and Barkov, up front as well. Yet yeah, they've still found ways to uh, plow through that uh, and win games. Uh, Bobrovsky will be in net once again tonight for the uh, Panthers in this game. No confirmation whether uh, it's going to be Dustin Tokarski for Buffalo or it's going to be, you know who, Farmer in the Dell, uh, Aaron Dell for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. So no confirmation has been made there yet. Um, it is worth noting that Buffalo is not on a back to back. So uh, I, I would think they still go with Tokarski, although. It was a rough night for Tokarski against Seattle. And even though he had played better lately, um, we saw him really struggle against Seattle uh, the other night. Uh, we'll have to wait and see how this one goes uh, between these two teams. But, uh, you know, right now, if it's Tokarski in net, I I, I, I truly do worry about Florida a little bit. I, I like The Buffalo plus one and a half is actually something I might consider, believe it or not, in this game. It's even money. It's a bit of an ugly dog bet. But we also have to keep in mind, Florida has had some examples lately 
uh, of playing down to their competition. Look at losing to Seattle four to one, you know, over the weekend at home. Mm-hmm. So that's been something that has started to creep into Florida's game a little bit. They've had some loss. They lost to New Jersey, you know, in a recent game, the loss to Seattle, you know, they have seen themselves kind of play down to their competition at the times, whereas they've also risen against the good competition, you know, beating the Islanders, beating Minnesota, uh, beating Washington, of course, coming back the other night. So this is just a tricky spot for Florida after a big win like they had the other night. I don't trust the minute. Uh, they're certainly the better team. They're more than capable of winning this game. But I certainly have an interest in Buffalo, plus one and a half here, puck line, uh, plus 100, even money. Certainly would lean over the total and certainly will probably add the over at some point, especially if we know that it's going to be uh, Dell in that it's for sure going to be a slam dunk over. And even if it is Dustin Tokarski, I'll probably still get there with it and bet something over six here between the Sabres and the Panthers, along with Buffalo plus one and a half. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Sabres and Panthers. And I'm going to go the same as I did a couple picks ago here. I'm going to do the first period over and the over in the game. Um, look, we know Buffalo gives up goals. By the way, uh, I don't know if you mentioned it earlier. I got in a little late. Uh, Buffalo has just acquired Malcolm Subban. Not sure if you mentioned that yet. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, I haven't seen yeah. it. So there you go. That's yeah. official now. Elliot Friedman reported it was going down about two hours ago. And about 49 minutes ago, they made it official. Don't know if he's going to get there in time to, to, to suit up. I have no idea. It doesn't matter to me. They're still going to give up plenty of goals there in Buffalo. And we know Florida can score. They can score a lot in one period. Uh, as we saw in the third period in our last game. So give me those two overs, first period over and the total over. Florida's been a stronger over team at home this year. Uh, they're only three, they're actually six and three to the under Florida on the road, but they're seven and five to the over at home. Buffalo five and four to the over on the road uh, coming into this game tonight. Uh, and there's another thing I wanted to mention here about the uh, total. Oh, I want to get the uh, goals numbers, yes, because we mentioned how Buffalo has had a tough time off uh, defensively all year. They're giving up 3.5 goals per game for the year, 3.56 on the road they're giving up. And Florida, they score on the road uh, overall 3.7 goals per game at home, 4.3 goals per game for the Florida Panthers. So, yeah, it's difficult to not look anything but uh, the over here as far as the total goes between uh, the Sabres and the Panthers. All right, next up, we've got San Jose uh, Sharks, New York Islanders. Uh, the Islanders minus 135 home favorites here, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, it's been a just a rough you know, month, two months of the season for the New York Islanders. Be, first, it was that grueling, never-ending road trip that lasted an entire month to begin the season uh, before they finally got to open UBS Arena. And then they finally get to their new arena you know, after a you know rough end of the road trip, you know they were tired, they were gassed, lots of travel, a lot of road games. They had a tough double the back to back against the Florida teams, Tampa and Florida, at the end of that road trip, and then they're finally ready to get home, maybe get comfortable, relax, maybe you know get on some sort of a run and get some kind of a win streak going, and then COVID ravages the team. You know, it's just been one thing or another for the New York Islanders, and they have definitely felt the brunt of it. They have still not won a hockey game since opening the new arena. Uh, eight straight home losses here, or sorry, uh, just, uh, no, sorry, four straight home losses. Eight straight losses overall. They're 0-8 in their last eight games, but four straight home losses at the new arena since it opened, losing to Calgary, Toronto, the New York Rangers, and Pittsburgh. I will say this, though, about all four of those losses, Jimmy, quality teams. 
All yes. four of those teams they played, Calgary, Toronto, the New York Rangers, Pittsburgh, you know, those are good hockey teams. So now you look at it, they haven't played since November 26th, been about a week off. You know, they shut down the team for COVID reasons, and now they're finally playing their first game. And they're at least going to have not everybody back, but a decent amount of their uh, ailing players back tonight for this game uh, for the New York Islanders. Uh, it looks like the uh, captain, uh, Anders Lee, they're not sure he's going to be available, but he's off the protocol list. They will have uh, Adam Pellick back uh, tonight uh, for this game, the uh, New York Islanders. So uh, there's definitely good news on the horizon for them that looks like Pellick could play. Looks like Anders Lee's got the chance uh, to play in this game. They're finally starting to get uh, some of their guys back from this uh, COVID situation. Uh, Pollock is still, it looks like, going to be sidelined until later this month. So he's not back, but... You know, you're still going to look at an Islanders team here that going into this game against the Sharks, you know, there's a good chance. I don't want to confirm it for sure, but a good chance that you're going to see Josh Bailey back, Anders Lee back, Adam Pellick back, Andy Green, the veteran defenseman, is going to be back as well. So it's at least a lot more um, uh, serviceable the Islanders team, much more competitive, better team that they're that Barry Trotz and a better roster he's going to be able to put on the ice tonight against San Jose. For that reason and the time off, and I think the urgency of the situation, it's time to get on some kind of run for the Islanders if you're going to get back into the mix here. I, I like the Islanders here, minus 135 in this game. I'm not going to go regulation line. I'm just going to go with the straight money line here, minus 135. I think it's definitely a team. They've had the week off. They're going to be fresh as a daisy, if you will. You should have live legs, plenty of energy, and certainly some reinforcements now back in the lineup as well. So uh, I, I respect the way San Jose's played a lot better uh, than I thought coming into the season. They've won four of their last five. Uh, credit to them for doing that. But New Jersey, Chicago, uh, Ottawa for three of those four wins. Uh, I think they're going to be facing a very, very, like now or never time for the New York Islanders. I think that's the mindset for them now coming into this game tonight. So I like the Islanders here to win their first game in their brand new building, UBS Arena tonight. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think? Sharks Islanders. I'm with you, Ian. And I also, I love the under here. Um, I, I think this is the time we may finally see the Islanders get back to the Islanders hockey that got them to the conference final two years in a row. And that's defensive hockey. That's just good two-way hockey, being disciplined, staying within a system. They've fallen away from that. And they, look, they've had a lot of injuries. They had that crazy road trip. I get it. It's been COVID. It's just been turmoil after turmoil for this team. But yeah, they're going to they're gonna be firing out like a bat out of hell. So that's why I'm going to take two bets in this. I'm going to take the Islanders in the first period. And then I'm also going to take the under total. Yeah, and I assume that you want the uh, minus a half goal, right? First yes, period. Yeah, exactly. Because you, you could do money line, but that's going to be minus 140 to minus 145. Minus a half, you'll get a better value. That's plus 175 uh, for New York Islanders puck line minus half. I actually think that's a good bet. I really do. Uh, the first 20 minutes, uh, a team really ex excited to have, you know, at least much a much healthier lineup tonight. You know, they still have, you know, Ryan Pollock out. And there's, I think, still a couple of guys that aren't going to be ready uh, to return. Uh, for this game tonight for the Islanders. But the fact they're at least getting some of their artillery back, they, including their captain, Anders Lee, quite possibly. Bailey, Adam Pellick. And Adam Pellick is enormous. Just having him back uh, is, is is significant uh, for the New York Islanders. Uh, Josh Bailey, Andy Green, the veteran defenseman. You know, it's a very young, inexperienced, mistake-prone defense and blue line that they've been putting out there uh, during this losing streak. So nice to have some... Uh, uh, pieces back now for Barry Trotz 
with this Islanders blue line uh, going into this game tonight. So uh, Islanders first period puck line and, and money line for Jimmy and also likes the under, and I like the Islanders minus 135. And I might even add that Islanders first period puck line as well. That's a good price, plus 175. All right, New Jersey and Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota minus 175 home favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, Jack Hughes back in the lineup. Everybody thinks, wow, and the money came in on New Jersey once the Jack Hughes news was announced that he would return. And sure enough, one of the best players arguably on the team, arguably the best player on the team returns, and what happens? They lose. And because that has been the constant pattern, uh, it seems, when these situations arise, team gets one of their best players back, and somehow that first game they're out of sync, and that happened to the Devils. They lose 5-2 to San Jose, spoiling Jack Hughes' return uh, to the lineup. Uh, I think they'll definitely play better, uh, be in a lot more harmony here tonight against uh, Minnesota. Uh, we'll see uh, how they fare here in this game. Uh, earlier this season, uh, Minnesota with a 3-2 shootout win uh, against New Jersey in a game that New Jersey was flat out the better team, 42-27 uh, in shots uh, in that game in favor of New Jersey. Cam Talbot was outstanding in net. I'm a little bit surprised here that Capo um, Kakinen uh, is going to be uh, in net tonight for the uh, Minnesota Wild. You know, I'm a little bit surprised by that because obviously Cam Talbot uh, has been their uh, number one uh, goalie uh, throughout the course of the year. Uh, Minnesota doesn't play uh, on Friday night. So this is just a decision here. Uh, nothing injury related here for Cam Talbot. This is just a decision to give Capo Kakinen uh, another start here tonight for the uh, Minnesota Wild. And um, look, he got the win against Arizona. Look, he's facing the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, he's going to face a little bit of a tougher challenge here. I actually think, sorry to say this, Terry, if I'm betting this game, I'm looking at New Jersey uh, in this game. I think it could be a live road dog situation. They're going to look back on the game they played in Jersey against Minnesota. The Devils look back on that. And remember, there was no Hughes in that game and say, you know what? We could have won that game. Uh, we outplayed them. And Cam Talbot really stole it uh, for the Minnesota Wild. So, again, not a best bet, but I, I'm going to have a few bucks here on New Jersey, uh, a few dollars uh, I'm going to place a few dollars here on New Jersey at a plus 155, plus 160 uh, price uh, in this game. And I certainly like the over in this game at six. Uh, you know what I've been saying constantly about Minnesota home games. Uh, it's been one of the best uh, betting uh, propositions all season in the NHL. Just ride the over with Minnesota on home ice. They are now nine and one to the over uh, in 10 home games this year. So uh, I think New Jersey's got a shot, though, in this game. With, and Hughes will be more settled now with a game under his belt. You know, everything, there should be a lot more uh, just synchronicity, cohesion now with the team, getting Hughes uh, a game under his belt with the uh, team again on the Tuesday night against San Jose. I think they'll be better. I think they go into this game with confidence, knowing they could have easily beat Minnesota the last time they played them. So for me, it's Devils plus 160, and I like the over six. Again, riding that Minnesota 9-1 and one to the over. Uh, in their 10 home games this year. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Devil's wild. Again, I got this, uh, the double over for me, and I'm going first period over and total over in this game. I do like where you're going, though, with the Devils bouncing back. Uh, and, you know, as I was just listening to Tom Fitzgerald uh, on Sportsnet Radio before I came on with you guys, and, you know, he was talking about Jack Hughes and people giving him criticism, saying you're giving this guy way too much money. He hasn't proven anything yet. Yeah, well, let's see what they're saying in three years. That's going to be a hell of a steal. He wasn't the reason they lost the other night, but I think there's some credence to what we've been saying here is that it kind of disrupts things when a team is in a system, in a groove with, a, with the lineup they have, and then the star player comes back. Sometimes they lean too much on that star player, 
and they give up their own ice space and, and that leads to turnovers. So I, I like them to bounce back in this, but I'm just going to go with the first period over and the over. All right. First period over uh, and the over here for uh, Jimmy. Uh, I like to make my new nickname. Yeah, Jimmy over. Jimmy, uh, yeah. Jimmy uh, overline. Yeah, no, that doesn't sound well. It would have to be Jimmy. No, we'll Jimmy puck line. Yeah. Jimmy goals. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Jimmy goals. That's right. No, Jack Hughes with the right attitude, though. And I, I like what he said after the loss to San Jose. It's not fun losing. I'm happy with the contract, but the good thing is, but it's not fun losing. That's what matters. The good thing is, we have more chances coming up. We'll put this one behind us, regroup, and get better. It was my first game back, but it's a wake up call for myself and the team. Yeah, I think New Jersey's coming to play tonight. I think they're live. Uh, sorry to say that, Terry, but I think the Devils have a shot tonight. Not saying they will. Look, Minnesota's playing great. I mean, we're, we can't sugarcoat it. They're playing terrific hockey. They're never an easy team to beat at home where they have an 8-2 and two record uh, this year. But I just think from a spot perspective, you know, New Jersey's got a, a puncher's chance. And I like their game against Minnesota when they played just recently in New Jersey. Devils were the, actually, uh, I thought, better than the Wild that night. So, uh, we'll see how it unfolds. I think the Devils are, are live here with a shot in this game. And Jimmy and I both liking goals between the Devils and Wild tonight. All right, Boston and Nashville. Right around even money. Boston actually slight road favorites, minus 115. Total five and a half uh, shaded to the under uh, in this game. Uh, I think I know where Jimmy's uh, leaning in this game between the Bruins and the Predators. But uh, certainly Boston's got their share of issues right now. Obviously, yeah. uh, Brad Marchand suspended, a blue line that's been very, very disappointing this year. Um, you wonder where does the offense go? And look, we saw uh, one goal scored against Detroit the other night uh, for this Boston team. And we mentioned how in the absence of um, Marchand due to that suspension, Bruce Cassidy's elevated Taylor Hall to the top line with Patrice Bergeron and David Posternock. Mm -hmm. And you've got Howla, Coyle, and Smith on the second line. But what the hell is there for the third and the fourth line? Like, is there anybody in the bottom six forward group for the Bruins that you say, there's a guy that can put something in the net for me right now? Not at the moment uh, for this Boston team. So that's well, the one thing. Providence, Ian, his name is uh, Jax Tanika, but he can't come up right now because that team is in lockdown and quarantine. That's right. And that's the thing. I'm sure they'd like to make some moves. And we alluded to this in the Detroit game. Jimmy loved the Red Wings in that game yep. as his best bet. And I was on Detroit as well. You know, the Bruins would like to make some moves to call up some of these players from the Providence Bruins, but they can't because it's a complete shutdown right now with the Providence AHL affiliate because they're going through a COVID-19 outbreak uh, right now. So it really handcuffs Bruce Cassidy from doing what Joe he Sacco. wants. Joe Sacco. Sacco, especially. Yeah, <laughs> Sacco, uh, to do what he wants here from a uh, uh, from a roster standpoint. And of course, with Cassidy's sideline still. So it's just there's tons of issues. You know, the goals aren't going in. The blue line and the defense have been struggling a lot. You know, we've got the coach sideline due to COVID. Our, arguably our best player and best forward, Brad Marchand, one of our leaders, suspended. You know, it's just a boatload of problems right now for Boston. It's yeah, Nashville or pass for me tonight. Don't forget a certain uh, winger who has his mommy do his dirty work. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, right. So there's uh, there's all kinds of issues for Boston right now. And I'm not bent on that when it's my turn. And I'm sorry. That was just wow. Yeah, I, I was stunned. To, I was stunned to see that. Uh, you're right. Uh, we'll let Jimmy have the floor with that uh, in a second. Uh, it's Nashville or Pat and say what you will about Nashville. You know, they've been up and down and lately it's been a lot of ups and downs. But that was an impressive pummeling over Columbus. Six nothing the mm -hmm. other night. 
four straight overs now for Nashville, uh, and they've scored, you know, six, eight, 12 goals in their last three games. They've started to put the puck in the net. A lot of teams are putting the puck in the net against the Bruins right now. So I can get in some books right now, and I can get it at DraftKings, of course, our great sponsors. I knew that they never let me down, DraftKings. You could get over five. That's right, five at minus 140. Uh, you got to lay a price but you can get a total of five. And you talk about things you don't see very often, and that's totals of five in an NHL game. I'm taking that over five here, Boston and Nashville, uh, in this game with uh, the question marks we've got for the Bruins defensively. Yeah, they have offensive question marks too. That would be the one concern, but I think they can find the back of the net, and I certainly think Nashville will. So I like the over, and I, I got to look toward Nashville here uh, at uh, plus even money, minus 105. Uh, that's the price you can get in that range. Uh, with the Nashville Predators here. All right, Jimmy, floor is yours here. Bruins and Predators. Yeah, well, let, let's just let's just get this out of the way now. Um, look, I have no problem with with uh, with players requesting a trade. If they're not happy, that is what it is. That's part of today's world. It is what it is. What I do have a problem with is the way Jake DeBrusque has handled this and the shit that my colleague Joe Haggerty is getting right now because he replied to Jake DeBrusque's mummy who had to go on Twitter and defend him. Uh, and, and come at Joe because Joe criticized him for declining to speak to us. Look, if you're going to make something very public and on purpose, like his agent did, like the DeBrus family did, then you better damn well face the consequences and face it like a man and own up. I'm not asking for this guy to get into details. I'm just asking for him to do his job. And yes, whether you fans believe it or not, a pro athlete's job part of that job description especially when you're getting paid the money they are is to face reporters is to face the music that's just part of the job and you don't leave it to your teammates and you surely if you're a man don't leave it to your mommy i, I i'm sorry and like i got into it with somebody on twitter today who said that's a sexist comment and it was a female who said i was being sexist by saying he was like his mom shouldn't go to bat because it's embarrassing it's gonna be embarrassing for him are you kidding me of what those players think of him right now when they saw that in that locker room, I, I'm sorry. I mean, it is what it is, guys. And I, I don't think that's sexist at all. I think it's a fact. And I'm sorry, uh, you know, like you can't. If it was Louie tweeting that, you'd say the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just, it is what I, I'm sure Jake DeBrusque is not happy about it. I'm guaranteeing he's like, Mom, no, you don't need to do that. Okay. I'm a grown man. But the problem is he's not acting like a grown man right now. And what I see with this situation is a kid that grew up in an NHL player's family that was. Spoiled silly, came from a rich, wealthy family, had everything handed to him, was coddled and told that he's going to be a star and never realized that he has to work to be that star. He has all the goods to be a 30-goal scorer, in my opinion, in this, in this NHL right now. If he gets those legs moving and he does that on a consistent basis, he's a great player. I like the kid. I think he's a good kid. I think the main problem right now is he's getting a lot of bad guidance from his family and from his agent. And I think he needs to take the situation into his own hands Speak to us and just say, look, guys, it is what it is. Just like he said to his team, I just think it's a better move for me to move on and for the team to move on from me. And nobody has a problem with that. But leaving your teammates to do the job and having them face us and answer questions about him, not fair. So that's my vent. And, uh, you know, I would be embarrassed if my mom did that. I'm sorry. I don't think that's, that's not a sexist comment. That's just me being an adult. I don't need my mom to pick my fights and defend me on Twitter. No, well, that's my vent I have day. A bad day betting, you know, and a, or a client or someone on Twitter, I post picks and I have a bad day. My mother's not saying, you know, you know, saying, leave him alone, leave him alone. Yeah. No, no, no. 
That's you not, know, it's so my look, business. I'll take care of it. I'm the man. I'm a grown up now. I'll take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just another distraction for this team right now. So that's why I'm all over this team right now. Give me Nashville on the puck line and give me the over. I'm looking at over and a half at a couple places, five and a half that you can get in a plus price. And you already said you can get a five there. So take that if you can get it as well. Uh, I love the Predators in this. The Bruins are in a bad spot right now. A lot of bad vibes going around the team. COVID going around the team. Uh, it's just not a good time. And then they're going to come back and they're going to get smoked by Tampa Bay on Saturday. And then I think the following week, we're going to see a big trade, not just a brusque. I think something else is coming. There we go. And I, I, I that's official for me as well, the over and Nashville. I'm going to be safer at plus 100 uh, with Nashville, but Jimmy's going for Jimmy Puck line here, plus 265 uh, for the Nashville Predators, minus one and a half uh, in this one between uh, the Bruins uh, and the uh, Predators. And yeah, a lot of, uh, in, a lot of, uh, Issues right now. I mean, on the ice, off the ice, uh, you know, trade rumors, a disgruntled player, one of our best players suspended, coach not on the bench, Bruce Cassidy, COVID running through not only their team a little bit, but also, of course, Providence, the affiliate down in the AHL. So to say there's a, some issues right now with the Boston Bruins, what's that song that, uh, and I'm not as big on, up on current music as classic <laughs> music, but that song, Julia Michaels is a singer, Issues. Oh, that is. Issues. Yeah. Too. yeah, that's the Boston Bruins right now. Uh, they got issues uh, at this point in time. Uh, yeah. yeah, I got issues. And one of them is how bad we got COVID and yeah. the coach is out and a disgruntled player. I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like that. And team, Marshawn suspended. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Jake DeBras is looking more like a Taylor Swift song right now, if you get my drift. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely problems. Uh, Wake up too. Yeah, yeah, break, yeah, good time for a breakup tune, exactly. Taylor Swift, craft one for Jake DeBrusque with the uh, Boston <laughs> Bruins, for sure. Um, one thing that is good is DraftKings. Good news, no issues with DraftKings. Uh, we've got DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and you can be a winner with a single point scored. Uh, new customers uh, who bet just $1 on any team to score uh, a goal, or any team to score a point, I should say, uh, can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. It's If the DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state, you can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score in the NFL, you score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right, we go to Columbus and Dallas. Uh, next up, uh, Dallas minus 215 home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, the Blue Jackets certainly have their own goaltending issues now uh, coming into uh, this game against the Stars. So, Yunus Corpusalo's out. We know that for a fact. He's definitely not going to be in net tonight. And I don't think they want him in net anyway because he hasn't been good. Elvis Merzlikens, who's clearly been their best goalie, and he's been actually pretty good this year. He's got a regular illness, not a COVID illness, a regular illness. We do still have those, believe it or not. And he may not play 
uh, tonight for the, uh, may, he may not be available tonight for the Blue Jackets. So with Corpus Salo out and with Elvis Merzlikens likely out with this illness, it's looking, it's not confirmed, but many uh, people are saying it's highly likely and it's pretty much going to happen that Daniel, Daniel Tarasov uh, is going to be the goalie tonight for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets uh, in this game uh, against the Dallas Stars. So uh, keep an eye on that. Make sure you're aware of that. Now, Tarasov, in terms of uh, his numbers in the AHL, uh, in the minors, 5-2-2, 2.96 goals against average. So those are all right numbers. They're not spectacular. And, and now you're going up in class here against the uh, Dallas Stars, who I'll, I'll say this right now, they actually are one of the hottest teams in the NHL at the moment, mm -hmm. the Dallas Stars. It's been an outstanding run. They're 7-1 and one, uh, in their last eight games, and they have suddenly found their offense. Rupe Hints can't be stopped. You got to bet this guy right now at this moment for the Dallas Stars. Rupe Hints has found it. We know he's a very good player for this Dallas team, but what this winger is doing for the Stars right now is pretty special. Uh, he has scored seven goals uh, in the last five games uh, for the Dallas Stars, including a hat trick uh, in the victory against the Carolina Hurricanes uh, the other night. So, uh, Rupe Hints is definitely the guy you look toward for goal scorer prop at the moment uh, for the Dallas Stars. It will be Jake Ottinger uh, in net for the Dallas Stars tonight. I've been wanting them to start him more. He's been ridiculously good. Three straight wins, a 1.04 goals against, and a 967 save percentage in those three games. And his overall numbers for the year, 1.26 goals against average, 959 save percentage for Ottinger. So he's been lights out for this uh, Dallas Stars team. So I'm going with a couple of different plays here in this one. I'm on Dallas in regulation at minus 120, minus 125. And I cashed a ticket on in Dallas's last game on this show with Dallas team total over two and a half against Carolina, making note of the fact that this team is starting to find some offense now. And I'll repeat the numbers for Dallas. They have won uh, six straight home games. And in those home games, they have scored four goals or more uh, in five of those last six home games, all of them victories. I'm on Dallas team total over three and a half as well tonight. You can get that around plus 105 uh, in this game. So Dallas in regulation and the Dallas team total over three and a half for me tonight against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Jackets and stars. Yeah, I'm on the Jimmy Puck line with the stars here. Uh, and also I'll go with that team total as well. I love that. All right, good stuff. We move on to the final game of this Thursday card, a massive card, 10 games, Calgary Flames, Los Angeles Kings. We've got the Flames minus 140, uh, road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, the Calgary Flames, again, it's been a really solid start to the year for them. Uh, they come into this game off a 2-1 shootout win uh, against uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, they have won five of their last six games, the Flames. The only loss was against Winnipeg uh, on home ice. Now they start a road trip here tonight. That's going to take them through, you know, uh, it looks like Anaheim, Vegas coming up after this. So starting tonight, though, in L.A. And the Kings are definitely struggling right now. Uh, they have lost uh, six of their last seven, one and six in their last seven games. The only victory coming against the Ottawa Senators, who have just been a, a disaster area uh, since they returned from their COVID-19 pause. So uh, definitely uh, concerns right now uh, for the uh, play of the Los Angeles Kings at this point in time. Uh, they did get Drew Doughty back against the uh, Anaheim Ducks the other night, so that's some very good news for the Kings to get their veteran defenseman back. Uh, but they're still without Walker. 
Uh, and now Brendan Lemieux, uh, it looks like uh, serving the five game suspension starting tonight. So shorthanded, still a little bit the Kings. And, yeah. What was sorry. that? I said that bites. Good yeah. reason. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't. There you go. That bites. Absolutely right. It does. Um, that, that just fascinating the whole dynamic and the if you haven't heard Brady Kachuk go it's funny Brady Kachuk's rant on Brendan Lemieux he wasn't ranting and raving and screaming and yelling he said it in a low tone of voice but just how, the way he said it was hilarious just bad guy bad person kind of yeah. a joke he is did you, you see know, that the, the was it a TikTok video a Gilbert bad player Godfrey? yeah yeah did you see Gilbert Godfrey reading yeah. his rant yeah oh, that was just classic not a hockey fan because he was calling him to Kachuk yeah. <laughs> Clearly doesn't watch much hockey there. Uh, Gilbert well, Godfrey. I was trying to say, you know, the, the old Gilbert Gottfried voice. I don't do a great Gilbert Gottfried, but there you go. Something similar to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, for LA, it's been a struggle. I mean, their only win was against a, a reeling Ottawa team. So it doesn't give me a boatload of confidence here that uh, they're going to be able to take down this Flames team. Although crazy as it is to say, the Kings have won three of the four meetings against the Flames, including back-to-back here in LA. But I don't know if I want to put too much stock into that. I'm still going to go ahead and take Calgary here. Small play uh, for me, uh, but I'm going to take Calgary here, uh, minus 140 uh, in this game against the LA Kings. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here, Flames and Kings? Yeah, I, you know, I'm just going to look right now. I'm going to go with the, the you know, the puck line. I've done enough puck lines right now, and sometimes these teams will hang in there, you know, and Calgary could overlook them with the way LA is playing right now. So I'm going to just stick with the, the side, I mean, with the over-under right now and go with, the under on this game total. All right. Under five and a half for Jimmy with Calgary and LA, by the way, nine and four on the road this year. We've talked about this a lot. Calgary been very good uh, away from the saddle dome. Uh, they've played some really good hockey uh, on the highway this year, and we'll see if they can keep it going on the road with their road success tonight, uh, taking on the uh, LA Kings. All right. Great stuff with Jimmy Murphy. We thank everybody for joining us on this Thursday edition uh, of the ice guys hit the like button. Make sure you do that. If you're watching on YouTube, it helps us out quite a bit, and we appreciate you guys tuning in. We're here to serve. We're here for you seven days a week. We're the only show that is here every single day talking every single NHL game, regular season, and playoffs from a betting perspective uh, seven days a week right here on the ice, guys. Jarek, I wouldn't talk you out of Mangiapane to score. I've mentioned that a bunch, and actually more of his goals have been on the road than at home. So no argument there for me, my friend, Andrew Mangiapane for a goal scorer prop tonight uh, for the Calgary Flames. So great stuff. Another great show. We'll wrap it up now with best bets. Uh, Jimmy, uh, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Ooh, this is this is a tough one, boys. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with that Predators puck line. All right. Nashville minus one and a half plus 265 uh, against the uh, Boston Bruins. Uh, that'll be the uh, best bet here for uh, Jimmy Murphy uh, in this one. And I'm in that same boat where, boy, I could go in a bunch of different directions here with the uh, uh, with the uh, board tonight. But I'm going to go with um, New Jersey, Minnesota over six. I'm going to go with that. I mean, it's just been a red hot winning wager every single time. Just about overs with Minnesota on home ice. They continue to win. They continue to get the job done. Blackwood hasn't necessarily been great in recent starts for the Devils in net, and I think he'll be uh, the, the guy in between the pipes tonight for New Jersey uh, in that game. We've got Capo Kakinen uh, in net for the Minnesota Wild, and I think he'll give up a few tonight against this New Jersey team that I think will play better, especially offensively in the second game with Jack Hughes back and play a lot better at that end of the ice following the loss to San Jose. So I think you'll see goals 
both ways in that game, riding a Minnesota team that is nine and one to the over uh, in their 10 home games this year. New Jersey, Minnesota, over six, minus 120. Uh, that'll be my best bet for this Thursday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us either live on YouTube or downloading the podcast. A reminder, as always, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week on YouTube, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. And if you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Jimmy Murphy and for Alex B. Smith, we hope he's feeling better. He joined us earlier in the show, but we hope he's feeling better. We'll see him again hopefully over the weekend. For Jimmy, for Alex, this is Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday night. Enjoy the massive NHL card. Enjoy the games and good luck. Cash some tickets, and we will talk to you again tomorrow on Friday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. 